Last week, a tragic event occurred in Christchurch, New Zealand. A gunman went into two different mosques, and he killed 50 people and injured an additional 50 people. Now, how do we as Christians respond to these tragic events? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Christ Culture and Coffee. This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Your hosts for this podcast are Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley. Robbie is pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church, as well as professor of apologetics, worldview, and ethics at Mission Bible Institute. He is a graduate of Phoenix Seminary, as well as a graduate of the Master's in Christian Apologetics program at Biola University. Tyler is currently earning his undergraduate degree in theology at Grand Canyon University and currently serves as an apologetics intern at Desert Springs Community Church. Hello, you are listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. We're back with uh, Robbie here, and we're going to be talking about the tragic event that we just heard about last week with the Muslim uh, massacre, basically, that just occurred with two different mosques where a gunman came through and uh, it senselessly murdered 50 people and then injured another 50. And we just wanted to talk about just how as Christians, how do we respond in the midst of a tragedy like this and how can we be supportive and help others going through trauma, trauma from these catastrophes. Yeah, it's really important for us as Christians to do what the Bible says, especially in these types of situations when people are hurting so much and when devastating you know, tragedies like this go on. What does it look like for, for the body of Christ to love people well? That's what we want to get into and, and check out what Scripture says and uh, kind of even give you some application on, on how you can be praying uh, for the victims, families, and, and the people that have just been devastated by this. Um, before we get into all of that, though, um, Tyler, you're back from your mission trip over uh, into yeah. Europe. Everything went well over there? Oh, yeah. It was it was awesome. Just uh, getting to travel around with uh, Jamie and just meet different missionaries and see those other countries and the work that they're doing out there. It was really incredible. So. Yeah, and you guys were, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you stopped in Madrid, Spain. You stopped in Frankfurt, Germany. Mm-hmm. And then you stopped in Prague in the Czech Republic. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's exactly correct. We, we spent about three days in each country. And, okay. Yeah, and then um, uh, while we were there, we just kind of toured the cities and got to um, visit with the missionaries and hang out with them and just see how they do ministry and mm-hmm. Uh, it's just really cool. So got to see a lot of amazing things and meet m- meet a lot of new people, and uh, it was it was a really cool experience just getting to travel and to see what the Lord's doing in other countries. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm glad you're back. I feel like we haven't seen each other for a long time because <laughs> I was I in Rwanda, then I came back, and then you left uh, to Europe. So yeah, it it's kind of nice to be back in the swing of things. Yeah, so that's good. <clears throat> it was. And hey, um, also, I just I was telling Tyler this before we started recording, but we are down to our last two uh, right. coffee cups. We are almost out of coffee cups to give away. And so we're going to be coming up with some kind of a new promotion in the coming weeks. But today we're going to give one away. One of the last two. So so listen to me, uh, you Christ Culture and Coffee listeners. If you want the last, the coveted, the last last (laughs) cup, you've got to send in your tips. And next week we will announce who wins the last Christ Culture and Coffee coffee mug. Um... 
uh, it's been kind of a fun thing mailing these off to all over the, the place, all over even some different countries. Um, but uh, I'm also kind of looking forward to being done because right. it's a lot of work for me to mail these out all over and keep track well, of who I've got well, to Well, we're almost there. We're at the finish line. So, we are. And then, but that means, though, that we being down to the last mug that this is your last chance to get a mug. So if you do have a coffee tip that you've just been waiting to the very last second to submit to us, go ahead and do it before the weekend or maybe just by this weekend. And then we can hopefully, if it's good enough, we can (laughs) share it on the podcast. Yeah. And there's probably going to be a lot of tips coming in. And so, um, make sure yours is good because if we haven't used it before, yes, it is interesting. We do get a lot of people who are, you know, are new to the podcast and they'll send us tips and we've already used them. I mean, I've, I've, turned people down a lot because I said, no, we already did that one. Um, so make sure it's one we haven't used. Go check out the podcast, listen to the yes, first five minutes important. and you can see what we've done. Uh, but send us your coffee tips because we would love for you to be the winner of that last yes. coffee mug. But speaking of coffee tips, Robbie has got the second to last coffee tip for the mugs. Yes. Um, now I'm going to shock you. Tyler with this, but there are people who listen to our podcast who do not really like drinking coffee. What? I know. I I, I pray for them constantly. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I don't know the state of their mentality. I guess that makes sense. I mean, we also have to assume (laughs) that atheists listen to the podcast too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, let's, we would hope so. And so, I mean, I guess it would be safe to assume that there are also people who don't drink coffee are listening. There are. And that's okay. Jesus loves them anyway. Um, but this person who won today, I loved, uh, she sent me an email a couple weeks ago and she said, um, I don't have any coffee drinking tips to share with you. I've learned 99% of my coffee knowledge from your podcast. Wow. (laughs) So I thought that was cool. See, we're educating people in the, in the finer drinking coffee. That's a coffee tip in itself. Just listen to our podcast. Hey, that is, that's not bad. But she did go on to share something (laughs) that I, I have actually done this before and she's right. Like this is an amazing way to use coffee. So the winner of our coffee uh, cup today is Rachel. So Rachel, thank you so much for sending this tip in. And here is her tip. While it's not a coffee drinking tip, she says, my favorite use for coffee is in cooking. And okay. what you can yeah. do is you can add a, t- a teaspoon or so uh, of coffee to homemade brownies. That sounds really good. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I, I, and there's actually – there's different ways to do this. Like you, you can actually just put the, gr- the grounds in, you know, and it kind of gets mixed into the batter. Um, or you can make coffee and use that – um, as as some of the liquid in the batter. Wow, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but she said what it does is it gives a deeper flavor, and coffee and chocolate are like a natural pairing, Oh, right? I know. So why not make your, uh, your brownies highly caffeinated? That's a great <laughs> idea. Put a bunch of – yeah, I, I've had brownies like that before. I made brownies with it, and she's right. Like they're amazing. They have a really great wow. flavor to them. So, Rachel, thanks so much for that tip. And um, if anybody out there, if you yeah. do this, if you put some coffee in your brownies, email us and let us know what you think because um, really they are like the best well, brownies going. Yeah, and well, uh, something else like thought of. Uh, what if – because I know they make those edible coffee beans that they put just like – put a coat of chocolate over yeah. it and you just yeah. pop it in. What if you bake those into brownies? Kind of like you do with like almonds oh, or something. Oh, so there's I wonder that just off the top of my head. Yeah, that's a good idea. I know I remember when I was a kid, there was this um 
when I was a kid, I was a teenager. Um, there was this uh, coffee shop up in Lake Havasu City, and one of the things they would uh. do is they would make like frappuccinos, but they would throw in a handful of chocolate covered espresso okay. beans and whip them, you know, blend them up into the drink. So you'd get chunks wow, of yeah. coffee of coffee beans. Yeah, that's a great idea. I bet you could. Yeah, just throw some chocolate. I mean, that, I just thought of that off the top of my head, but that sounds great. That'd yeah. be like a double shot brownie, <laughs> right? Because yeah, yeah. you got the coffee and then you got the espresso. Uh, that's beans. what I was thinking. You put the grounds. <clears throat> Into the mix mm-hmm. on top of that. That's throwing just, yeah. some of those chocolate covered espresso. Beans oh yeah, in. that sounds Dude, great. I'm doing that. I got to figure <laughs> out when I can do this. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that's good. Put put some of your Rwandan coffee beans in there too. Just I should. Well, get no, those are so good. I you, can't. You got to drink it the way it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, uh, <laughs> my it's so funny. Um, uh, we're having a uh, um, uh, some family over, and my wife's making um, some cold brew coffee. Okay. And um, how she does it, you know, she uses like a pound of coffee to to make cold brew, and she, it seeps over for twenty four hours. And um, anyway, nice. So, but she, last night she was uh, she was getting ready, uh, she was putting her grocery list together, and she said, "Hey, um, do we need coffee for the cold brew, or should I just use the Rwandan?" And I said, "Kelly, come on, we cannot use the Rwandan, right?" She's like, "Okay, you're right." Yeah, what was I thinking? It's like it's too good, right? So we just bought a regular pound from the store. But um, yeah, that Rwandan, I'm pretty sad. I'm, I'm down to. I brought. I think I brought eight or ten pounds back, and I have like a, like just under two pounds left. Oh wow, dude, it's so good. Like I can't. I can't drink anything else. So anyway, that's that's probably like a hundred coffee tips we've just been that's true. daydreaming just about here. But Rachel, thank you so much for the coffee tip on putting coffee into your brownie mix. Yes, um, thank you. It is amazing and I'm going to do that pretty <laughs> soon actually. That sounds good. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> well, let's get into the topic today. Um, many of you, I'm sure, heard the news last Friday. Uh, Friday is when uh, Muslims go to mosque. Um, there was a gunman in New Zealand and um, he he went in and he massacred uh, and killed fifty people in these in these two mosques, and he also uh, injured fifty more. Um, before he went in, he sent an eighty-seven page manifesto to the New Zealand Prime Minister. Um, he also posted this eighty-seven page document on social media, and in addition to that, he um, uh, was Facebook living the the killings. Mm. Um, and so um, just a horrific, horrific day. There's been things that have come out saying, you know, he was a white supremacist. He was anti-immigration. He was anti-Islam. <clears throat> um, just a very, very hateful person. Um, and, and this is such a tragedy. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine being um, any of the victims, family or friends. Uh, just, just a horrendous you're, – you're going to, to, to worship and an event like this happens. This is so, so sad. Um, and as Christians, um, I know it can be a, a question, you know, how do we respond to this? What does it look like for us uh, to respond? And the main thing is this. Because obviously we all recognize, like, this is horrible, right? Uh, yeah. We shouldn't – there shouldn't be uh, uh, tragic events like this going on. And the other side of it is, but we disagree that Islam's true. Right. Right? Yeah. So and, – and, and I affirm both things, right? <clears throat> so w- what is a Christian response to things like this happening? Uh, that's what we want to talk about. And I think the first point um, is that God does not delight in the death of non-believers. 
Yeah. Um, it, it isn't something that I think God enjoys. And, you know, it's it's so sad, Tyler, because, um, man, I've preached sermons and I've talked with people afterward. I've said stuff in speeches I've given and t- talks and classes. And, and sometimes you'll meet people who will say things like, um, well, I'm just really glad those Muslims got what they deserve. Hmm. And you go, what are you talking about? Like, that is horrendous. This attitude develops in people uh, that because I disagree with them, right, um, that then I can I can delight in their death or I can look at them as less than me. Uh, just not a Christian, yeah, not a Christian horrible. ethic at all. It is horrible. Uh, I'm sure you've heard these types of, of comments made. Oh, I, I've, I I've had yeah. many people it tell just, me these types of things. Yeah, it just, uh, you hear that about uh, like people. It, you can't justify the massacring of a human being just because they disagree with you. Or or because they believe or because in anything, lies. Yeah. yeah. Or that's because just, they act a certain way, right? Yeah. that's it. Human beings have value. That's something that we talk about a yes. lot in this podcast. And that's, that's, that's God's will. He doesn't want human beings to be destroyed. He wants them to be given life. That's the point of the gospel. Yep. And that's not being lived out when if a, someone who is in Christ and a believer is saying, no, good good riddance when they see, like, the, the Muslims were being killed and massacred. Like, that's yeah. just horrible. That's really... It is. It's it's really sad because yeah. what it shows is that people that they, they their hearts towards others isn't how Jesus was, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus' heart towards others. I'm glad Jesus didn't treat me like that. He yeah. could easily have said the same thing to me. Well, you know, good riddance. I'm glad he got what he deserved because you know what I deserve? Hell. That's what I deserve, right? Uh, But grace is getting something we don't deserve. Mercy is God withholding what we do deserve. Mm. And God is merciful to me because he withholds what I deserve. God is merciful to the Muslims in the world because he's withholding what they deserve, right? Uh, This is something that God does for all of us. And we've got a couple of verses here that, that share God's heart for people, and I just love these verses. Um, Ezekiel eighteen twenty three, God says, "Do I have any pleasure in the death of the wicked, rather than uh, that he should turn from his ways and live?" And and the, the implied answer is no. Right? <laughs> God does not have any pleasure in the death of even the wicked. Because human beings, like you said, Tyler, are valuable. And I think sometimes as Christians. Um, I've just seen this attitude of, of, co- of course, the unborn are valuable, which mm. I would say amen. And, of course, Christians are valuable, and I'd say amen. But sometimes when it comes to atheists or Muslims, you get this idea that people don't think that they're valuable. Mm. Um, and, and that's just not the case. They are. All people are valuable to God, and he doesn't delight in any of them dying. Another verse that talks about this is, is Ezekiel thirty three eleven. Um, God says, Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn back, turn back from your evil ways. Why then will you die, O house of Israel? Right? God is pleading with the Israelites who are turning their back on him. He's saying, don't do, I don't delight in this. I don't want you to die even in your wickedness, right? Turn back. Come, come to me. And this is God's heart for people. And if that's his heart, uh, I think that that should be reflected in his children's hearts. Yeah, that, that's so true. It's just <clears throat> when, you, when we look at other 
people of different beliefs, we got to think of them in the same way as we think of ourselves. Like we are just all broken people who are in need of a mm-hmm. savior. And that's, that's, and that's what we see here is that, um, God looks at humanity as the same. We're all broken, but, yes. and we are all equal. Yes. Now, our beliefs matter, right? Of, co- what, of course what you, they do. What you're trusting in for your eternity really does matter. Yeah, and we would obviously say that those who died in the mosques this past week, that mm-hmm. they, they, their beliefs were wrong, but that yes. doesn't make them less of a human being. It doesn't make them less valuable to God. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, all people are made in his image and likeness, and and because of that, have intrinsic value and worth, right? Yeah. So God doesn't delight in the death of nonbelievers. Um, second point is, and I think I think a lot a lot of people misunderstand this, but people are not our enemy, right? Yeah. I, I've I've seen. Um, I don't know. I, I've seen it in my own life, just to be honest with you. I've seen where, you know, someone who I disagree with, um, I'll vilify anybody who fits that category, um, and they become my enemy. And and you, do you want to hear a silly thing? Even <sighs> even as Christians, right? Oh, somebody who doesn't believe with my theological beliefs. I can see, <laughs> like, bitterness <laughs> stirring in my heart, and I can see, like, I'm making, oh, they're the enemy. And I have to remind myself, no, they're not the enemy, right? <laughs> People are not our enemy. That's our second point, right? People are not our enemy. Muslims, Mormons, atheists, Buddhists, Hindus, uh, Sikhs, whoever. People are not our enemy. And the Bible's really clear on this. Yeah, and so right here, I actually was going to read 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Yeah, I couldn't... Yes, this this verse is amazing because he literally says our weapons aren't fleshly things, right? Yeah, it's so strange. Because why? We don't war according to the flesh. People are not our enemy, yeah. but then what does he say is the enemy? Well, he says the destruction of these fortresses. It's We are destroying speculations in every lofty thing raised up against God. Like, yep. That's the, the, and those are – what are those though? They're not physical things, right? Yeah. So that's what he's saying. We're not fighting a physical battle here. We're fighting – a battle of ideas. A battle of the mind, yeah. Battle of the mind, right? Knowledge, uh, lofty things, right? Speculations. And and that's the enemy. Be- and, and it's really interesting because when you get down to it, he, he's saying that, that these are lies, right? Yeah. We're, 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 we're trying to confront falseness and lies. And where does that come from? Yeah, it's a battle comes of lies. Yeah, and it comes from Satan, right? It's like that, yeah. So when you think about it... Um, uh, human beings are victims of bad ideas. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, that's and, really. And, and what we're really trying true. to do is help people see this is a lie you're believing. This is a false ideology. Mm. But it's so easy people who believe bad things to to make the person our enemy when that isn't that's not at, at all mm. um, um, assessing the situation in yeah, the right way. And that's a, important. I want to just repeat verse four again. Again, it said, "For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh." but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. And the fortresses mm-hmm. he's describing are these lies. Yeah, the fortresses yeah. of the mind, right? The, the right. ideologies of the worldviews that people are believing that are wrong. Not against 
the people who believe in that. No, against the wrong ideas. Right. That's the that's the intention of this passage. And so yep. that's really important to look at this verse, I think, when it comes to this situation. Yep, it's a battle of the mind. I mean, <clears throat> even even for the Christian, right? You think yeah. about Romans 12, 1 and 2, right? And he says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing mm. of your mind. it's it, The mind is a big deal because if you believe right. lies, you're going to behave in, in ways that don't adhere to reality. Yeah. And, and I, that's not healthy. No, of course it's not. And then again, too, we, we see it in other passages too, like Ephesians 6, 12, mm. where it says, For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Yeah. That's where the real battle is being waged, yes. right? Yeah. From these forces, from the the demons, from the powers, from the world force, all mm. of that, come these lies and have since the beginning. I mean, that's how oh, Satan yeah. that's got just... us off track as a species is, is this lie he told in the garden. And so that's that's where the battle is being waged. And people believing in, in these lies really damages them. Mm. I like that old phrase um ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims and that's how we've got to see people um god loves them and they are being victimized through lies from from the devil lies from the culture lies from the world right or lies that they're telling themselves Hmm. and and we don't want people to be victims we want people to be victors right we want them to be victorious in in their life with Christ and live the way that God intended them to be but i think it's just easy to make people our enemy yeah well when you associate people with their their ideas and wrap up their identity in that rather than re- remembering that their their true identity is that they're a child of God and they were created in his image and likeness mm-hmm. But we forget because they have a skewed version of their identity. Sometimes I think we naturally believe that that's reality. Yes. So it's really sad. But um, I do this all the time myself too. It's very. It, it can be difficult when you're um, even in just in dialogue with a person of a different um, religious idea or mm-hmm. mindset, and then you have this uh, mentality that they're because of how in depth they are into the lie that you associate them with that lie. So it's mm-hmm. it becomes a problem. It does. And I think I think by uh, if we can get good at seeing people the way God sees them mm-hmm. and not seeing them as their ideology. Yeah. But being able to say no, they're believing in a lie. They're a victim. I want to help them see the truth. That'll even help our apologetic with them because it'll show empathy and care for them, not anger and hostility toward yeah. them, you know? And so I, I just this is a big deal is we we got we can't view people as our enemy. People are the are the ones we're trying to save. People mm. are the ones we're trying to bring t- truth to, right? People are the ones we're trying to persuade to understand and believe the gospel. Um, they're not they're not the enemy. Um, and so I, I think that's a that's a big deal um, when it comes to things like this, right? God, number one, he doesn't delight in nonbelievers perishing. Yeah. Number two, people are our enemy, bad ideas and, and lies. That's that's the enemy. And Jesus, he, 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 he know, obviously he knows this. He wrote this book. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells us in, um, in Matthew 5, 44 through 45, um, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why? Hmm. Verse 45, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. Because he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Mm. 
This passage is amazing. Oh, yeah. Pray for people that, that are, are against you, right? Pray for people who are your perceived enemies. Pray for people that persecute you and look to do you harm. Pray for them. Why? Because I want you to be like your heavenly father, and he's mm. merciful to the just and to the unjust, and he lets the sun shine on both, and he sends wow. rain on both. And if you're to be image bearers of your king, you need to to bear his image well and be like him in that, right? That's that's what we're called to do as Christians, to pray for those who persecute us, to pray for those enemies, right, that are out there. And I think that <clears throat> I think that this is interesting because um, Jesus literally did this. Yeah. He he showed how to do this. If you remember when he was on the cross, right? Right. What is one of the seven things he says? Father, forgive, forgive them. them. They know not what they do. Yeah, now that's interesting. Because what is Jesus saying by that phrase? Forgive them, right? Mm. Because they're ignorant, mm. right? Right. Which yeah. means what? They're believing a lie. <laughs> they're yeah. being motivated And that's not their act. identity. That's something that they're believing in yes. and they're adopting. Yeah. Exactly. The real enemy is the ignorance or the lie that they believed, mm. not the people. And if we are to reflect the heart of God... The, the heart of Jesus in this, that's that's the type of people we need to be, right? Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for your enemies, right? This extends to pray for those who disagree <laughs> with you on truth. Pray for those who are against Christianity. Pray for those who are antagonized. You know, it, 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 this applies to everybody. If I'm supposed to pray for my enemies, I'm supposed to pray for everyone, right? Everyone. And that would include <clears throat> the people... And uh, uh, the victims of, of Christchurch mosques, um, it would include this man who was the gunman. It would include mm. the victims' families, right? And it's hard. It, it, when we're wronged or, or when we see somebody just do such horrendous evil, it is so hard to pray for them. But that is, in fact, the very thing Jesus was doing. He was praying for people who were spitting at him and mocking him and nailing him to the cross, and so to have a heart like that, I, that's what I want to be like. I, I want to get to a place where I have developed a relationship with Christ where he's flowing through me like that. But that is, I don't know, Tyler, that's difficult for me. Yeah, that's that, that's just, yeah, it, it, it's so true, though, to how we should be living out our lives. And seeing that I really love that example that you gave of Jesus' last words on the cross with mm-hmm. saying that because it just, that is a good example of how, what our everyday mentality should be when we are face to face with our enemies yep. and these ideas, it's and and I, yeah. I want to be careful here to say the the, the people of Christ Church New Zealand aren't our enemies. Well, true, right? I should say people we think <laughs> yeah. is our they enemies. they haven't persecuted me. That is true. right, and so yes. but but what we're what we're saying is is yeah, I didn't think you were saying that. Um, but no, it's I good. Just, it's good clarification. Yeah, yeah. What we're saying is if we're even supposed to pray for those who are wronging us, we definitely need to pray for the people of Christ Church New Zealand. Right. Yeah. That's that that that's what I'm getting right, at. Yeah. If we're supposed to love our neighbor. Right. Right. Well, who's your neighbor? Right. Do, do you know, do unto others, you'd have them do unto you. I mean, these are the types of things that yeah. Christian ethic is supposed to be doing to love people around us, even people who persecute us, even yeah. people who are enemies. And so I think that we need to we need to not view people as our enemies, not view people who belong to a certain religion or sect or ideology as our enemies, but view them the way God does, as people who are who are believing in false things 
and need to come into a relationship mm. with him. So those are the two first um, keys. Is Number one, God doesn't delight in the death of non-believers. Number two, people are not our enemies. And number three, I think we're commanded to empathize with those who are hurting. Yeah. Right? Empathize with those who are hurting. This is how God is with us, isn't it? Yeah. He well, cares about that's us. That's true. Yeah, I mean, and then thinking about that too, we can see... Uh, I I would also agree with you that we are commanded to do this because it does say right here I have it in Romans 12, 14 through 15. It says, bless those who persecute you, uh, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice, and weep with those who weep. Mm-hmm. That's the key. It doesn't say weep with only Christians who weep. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Rejoice with only Christians who rejoice. No, with those who, right? Yeah. Bless yeah. those who, who persecute you, bless, don't curse. And, and rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. That's what we're called to do. And and obviously, Paul knows what Jesus says about praying for those who persecute you. I mean, that's yeah. what he's alluding to here, right? Yeah, and he's putting this, uh, the people <clears throat> who we weep with in the same category as the people who persecute us. Yeah. If you see that here in this passage, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so that's that's what we're supposed to do. So, so empathy, um, um, care, concern for people who have gone through horrendous things— that includes the people of Christ Church New Zealand. Yeah. We need to empathize with them. And the, and the truth of it is we we uh, as Americans can empathize because we've had tragedies much like they have had um, yeah. in our own in our own country, right? I mean there's been how many gunmen have gone into places and massacred people? Oh, there's been so many. It just so yeah. many. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking even there was that time where there was that guy up in Colorado. Uh, he went into the premiere of one of the Batman movies. Do you remember this? Yeah, I and remember he just, that. He started shooting people in the movie theater. Um, there was, I mean, here, you know, in Tucson, um, Gabby Giffords, remember? She right, got shot yeah. outside of a Safeway down there. Um, there was that, that shooting in that club in Orlando. Remember that? Yeah. That wasn't that just like a year ago. Yeah. Not yeah. too long ago. So, so these things have happened to us right. every time they happen here we're, we're, it's tragic. Right. But even going back to, you know, nine 11 with, with the terrorist attack on the, on the world trade center yeah. and the thousands of people who died, uh, in that we, we have had these things occur to us and, because of that, we can empathize that th- these types of situations are horrendous. These types of situations are awful, mm-hmm. um, and and we want to be as 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 the body of Jesus. We want to show people that we care about them and we empathize with them, not because they agree with us, not because they're Christians, but because they're people. And God, literally, the the real story is He made all people, and we're all made in His image and likeness. And so we can empathize um, with these senseless killings and violence because we've seen it happen in our own country, in our own backyard. Um, and uh, that that's 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 the heart that we need to have because that, that's the heart that God has. Mm, Jesus, yeah. right in Hebrews, it says we don't have a high priest who can't empathize with our every weakness. Jesus empathizes in our weakness. I too, I often think about <clears throat> going back even to the praying for your enemies. Um, <clears throat> I remember, and you were probably little, right? But nine eleven happened. I was I was like seventeen years old. Yeah, I was like four when years it happened. Old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was I was almost eighteen. I thought I was going to get drafted into a war or something, you know, because this crazy thing happened. And um, I remember that that there was a. Uh, kind of a mini revival that happened. People started praying more. Churches were packed out. 
because um, everyone was asking questions, why would this happen? You know, what it just yeah. it woke people up to spiritual things. Um, but I also remember there was a lot of anger towards Muslims, mm, yeah. right? Uh, a lot of anger towards Muslims. And when I was a kid growing up, the bad guys in the movies were always Russians, right? <laughs> like always yeah, communist yeah. Russians. And then the narrative started changing to the bad guys in movies and TV shows were always Muslims, right? Actually, now that I think about it, I can I can clearly picture the transition in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's 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 clear. Um, that's that's what was being portrayed. And um, I remember so many people, you know, just um, were were you know bitter, hateful towards Osama bin Laden, right? And of course, mm-hmm. I mean, horrendous thing. Shouldn't do that. Crazy oh, evil. Yeah. But man, there was there was a, a few years where I was thinking, okay, um, I want to pray for him to come to know Jesus. <laughs> right? Pray yeah. for your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And I was I was praying a lot because this this was my thinking. If Osama bin Laden comes to know Jesus hmm. and there is some type of forgiveness that can happen, <laughs> right? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. I would love for him to go on a tour of the US going to churches talking about how Jesus radically changed his life. What a testimony that would be to the power of Christ, right? And I thought, um, isn't that exactly what the Apostle Paul was? He was a terrorist who was killing Christians that radically changed and then did an amazing thing for God. He probably would have been executed either way for all of what he did. But I mean, probably, yes, yes. Osama bin Laden, yeah. Even if he, like, just just his message of conversion, if that would have happened, that would have been huge. Huge. And so I was praying for that. And. But to be honest, I felt alone. I don't think anybody else was. Mm. Everyone else I met was, I hope we get him. I hope George Bush puts this thing in action and that we get him and that we try him. And that I hope he does. I mean, I remember hearing people say, I hope he doesn't even make it to trial. If I was a, if I was a Navy SEAL, you know, he'd be dead on the spot. And I'm going, I get it that he, he did evil. I'm with you. Should not do that. Horrendous. But he's a human being made in God's image and likeness. Mm. Uh, and what he really needs is to come to know the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. And so with this with this situation in Christchurch, we have a lot of Muslim people who are hurting. Mm. I don't agree with their worldview. I mean, yeah. I don't think they have the truth, but I care about them because they're people. And you know, you know something for me actually that breaks my heart a lot over nine eleven in particular is the fact of the martyrs who flew the planes into the towers thinking mm-hmm. that they were obtaining salvation by doing that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast, but for our listeners, um, uh, in, in, in Muslim theology, you're not assured of your salvation. Even if you work yeah. and you do all of the good you can, you can get to heaven, you can stand before Allah, and he can judge your works. And even if you have more good works than bad— if he wants, he can send you to hell yeah. for no reason. Um, and the only way that you're secured uh, salvation, the only way to get eternal security in the Muslim system uh, is either uh, through people who are mentally handicapped right, or martyrs. And so a lot of the extreme Islamic terrorists um, are willing to kill themselves, and it's not an act of devotion. It's an act of desperation. Yeah. Right? They realize, man, I might not get in, and living f- for Allah is really hard to do all this work. Yeah. So if I kill myself for him, I'm automatically in. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so again, bad ideas have victims. Right. And that's what you're saying about these guys who were willing to die. Yeah. And it's, but then thinking, 
just thinking about it, the, their mentality that in doing that, that they would be saved. Like that, that's mm. just what breaks my heart. Cause like they're putting thinking, their hope in a lie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then not only that, they're bringing people down with them, obviously. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's so sad. Yep. Yeah. It is so sad. It's so destructive. These lies, these speculations, these lofty ideas that Satan has convinced groups of, right? Mm-hmm. Cause really what's going on is they have been tricked to believe a lie and their faith in a lie makes them destroy other people's lives in order to appease the lie. Yeah. That's what's going on. So you're talking about victim on top of victim on top of victim. Right. And that's what Satan's attempting to do through false uh, falsehood, through lies, is is kill us. That's that's his yeah. goal. And and he is successful on a certain level with, with a lot of that. So I, I agree, man. Yeah. That breaks my heart. And that is so sad. And that's, that's a, a big part, I think, of a, our third point here is to empathize with those who are hurting and to mm-hmm. feel empathy for what they're going through, even though that they're... <clears throat> that they're lost in this um, bad ideology. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, it goes back to what Jesus prayed on the cross, right? He didn't just pray for his enemies, but you can see he's empathizing there because of what he says. Yeah. For, Lord, forgive them, i.e., I, I care about these people, <laughs> yeah. and I want them forgiven for this heinous crime of killing God. It's like the worst yeah. thing you could do. I want them forgiven. Why? Because they believed the lie. There's this empathy there that they're tricked, they're lied to, right? And I care yeah, about yeah. them enough that I pray for their forgiveness. Uh, and so that's what that is what we need to be like as Christians. And this is a tough situation, you know. And and I've I, I've been thinking about it for the past week. I've seen you know a lot of people responding on social media, um, a lot of pastors or a lot of apologists or different churches, um, and and. The hard part for me has been, okay, I agree, we need to love people, right? Mm -hmm. But the other side of it is I think sometimes people have gone too far to to show love that they don't stand for truth. Yeah. Right, and that's and that's that's where Jesus was full of grace and truth. He loved people really well, but he stood for truth. And um, uh, with this situation, I, I even did, I, I thought about I don't know if I want to do this podcast, um, but I, I want to love people, and and loving them means standing for truth. Mm. And so I love the Muslim people, I love Mormon people, I love homosexual people, I love atheistic people. Right, I love we love people. God loves yeah. people, all people. But that doesn't mean I agree with their ideas. Their ideas are destructive. Lies are always destructive, and they always bring about bad, and they always bring about victims, and they hurt people around them. And so that that's been one of my things I've seen. I've been really proud of how some people have responded, and then other people I've been like, man, you're trying – you want to be loving so much hmm. that you're compromising on truth. Yeah. And I don't think that that's loving. No. No, I don't. I don't think so either. When when you're literally holding back life changing and li- like life saving information, mm-hmm. that I don't think that that's love. That's like like with the example of a doctor withholding the information to their patient that they have cancer just because they don't mm. want to hurt their feelings. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a that's, good doctor. No, that's bad. Yeah, and that's that's exactly that's exactly the mentality that we should have is that we should be <clears throat> as people under. Christ, we should be that messenger who shares that message of 
love and hope and light. Yes. And now I'm not saying that right now we should just be telling all the people of Christ Church, this is who Jesus is and you're wrong. That's that's not wise. That isn't loving right now. That we they need hugs, they need support, they need help, they need to know that Christians care about Muslims. Yeah. Uh, and we do. We care. We empathize. We pray for um, I, I'm really sad that this whole thing happened, um, but I also care enough about them. I, I do want them to know the truth, right? And so that's that's some of the things I've been thinking about um, just, just with this whole situation. Um, what, what do we do, right? What do I do? Well, I mean, if you can send support and, and aid and they need it, I think that's a great thing to do. Um, I, I, think, I think one of the things we need to do is pray a lot. Hmm. Pray that God will help us not see people as our enemy, but see them like he does, right? Pray for the families that have been devastated through all of this death. Um, Pray uh, that through this tragedy, the gospel would spread, right? Because guess what, Tyler? There are Christians in New Zealand, (laughs) right? There are. Yeah, that's true. And and the church in New Zealand and how the Christians there respond to this is just going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Um, Pray for for the gunman and his family. Uh, he he believed lies that led him to destroy people, right? That's that's what happened. He needs the truth of the gospel. Yeah, that, no, that's that's so good. I'm really glad. That's just a really important thing to emphasize on is prayer for the people, all the people involved, and empathy. Mm-hmm. Feel sorry for what happened because this is a tragic event that involved many people who were believing in lies, and yeah. it's just really sad. So. It is. It is. And I think, too, another lesson that, that I've been thinking through on this is, you know, everything in life isn't always about apologetics. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, have you ever, you know, when, uh, I mean, you, I'm sure you've had this happen to you where you, you're you're down or, or a really big tragedy's happened, and somebody just wants to come in with the, the logical reasoning behind it. And you yeah. go, man, I'm not even at a place emotionally that I can listen to that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. This isn't helping. This like this just makes me hate you. <coughs> like, leave me alone, right? Um, and so as Christians, we we need to we need to lead with love, right? And 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 with this situation especially, I think, man, empathizing, showing care, saying we are we are sad that this happened. We, yeah. we don't, I can't understand or comprehend if this was my family. I don't know what it's like, but I, I hate that this kind of a thing oh, yeah. occurs. Terrible. Um, and, and, and lead with love in that way, um, because that will give us um, a, an opportunity to share the gospel down the road, mm. right? It will. And we're called to love people, not, not, not only in hopes that they come to know Christ, right? It's like, I don't know, Tyler, have you ever thought like, so because we're supposed to love people, you know, you think, okay, I'm supposed to love people so eventually I can tell them the gospel and they become a Christian. The Bible never says that. The Bible just says we're supposed to love people. Yeah, yeah. Even if they never become a Christian. Jesus did that. He died for all people, which means a lot of people who never become a Christian. So I'm not supposed to love people yeah. in hopes that they become a Christian. And I mean, and, I, and that's the goal. I'm just supposed to love people. And I mean, we really don't know for sure, but I mean, I'm, I think it's safe to say that there's some of the people at least who were uh, crucifying him when he said, forgive them. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they were doing. I, I'm willing to bet that some of them never came to really know the yeah. real Jesus. And, yeah. uh, like, like th- that's the thing, but he still loved them even though they didn't believe in who he was. That's a good point. Yep, exactly. And so that's the type of love we're supposed to show to the world. And it's through that type of love that people will see, oh, man, this Jesus guy 
has something superior to every other idea, right? And every lofty thing raised up against him. His ways are superior. Uh, The law of love is is what we as Christians are supposed to live out. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Yep. So... Well, thanks so much for being with us today. Again, we want to equip you uh, to be able to defend your faith and to be confident in your faith. That's yes. what we want to do through this podcast. Um, I, I've really enjoyed um, um, the, this last year of, of doing this. It's been oh, it's awesome, been great, Tyler. Yeah. Um, but really, um, this week, take some time to pray for the people of Christ Church New Zealand. Take some time to pray for your brothers and sisters in Christ over there who are going to show what Jesus loves look like to a, 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 a neighborhood and a a city that's just been devastated through terror and tragedy and and evil. Pray for them. Pray for the victims. Pray for the the gunman and his family, that that people would see truth through this and that that Jesus would shine brightly in this really dark situation. Mm. Yeah, so true. And then on top of that, just uh, keep praying just in general for Muslims and just not only the ones in um, New Zealand, but just ones here in the U.S. or wherever you're listening from, uh, just pray for them and pray that uh, they too would just come to know who the real Jesus is. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for being with us today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee. We will see you guys next week. Yep, see ya. You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.